0: Cell, Charlotte Sports Live. This is it, right here. Well, you say light, like... Like, this is it. I got clothes, I got a pillow, I got sheets. What do you need? JJ's wife sees that,
1: she's just furious. But you need full coverage of one of the most star-studded days in the NFL schedule, J.J. The Panthers have officially moved into the neighborhood, and all the stars are talking, including Bryce Young. The boys officially here, which means we are officially about to start training camp almost. Almost. Again, tomorrow is so the day. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live here live at Wofford College at Gibbs Stadium. Carla Gebhart, Will Kunkel. Today was another step towards actually saying we're going to talk about football and actually have football happening.
2: That's right. We got the vets arriving to campus today. That was kind of exciting, kind of fun to to see them get here and bring all of their stuff. We got to hear also from some of those veterans as well as your new rookie quarterback, Bryce Young. But the Panthers weren't the only ones making a scene today. If you checked out Twitter, then you know the AAC and Biff Pogey making a statement today. We're going to get to that a little bit later.
1: I don't know if Biff's going to win games. But he is certainly going to win every single press conference that he opens his mouth in because that man is entertaining. And here's another win. Every single Panther player showed up today for the team. No holdouts, no issues. As Scott Fitterer said today, it was a win as a general manager, and that is big. No holdouts for a squad who has plenty to learn under new coaches, implementing new schemes. That includes your defensive end or linebacker, whatever he's going to be labeled as. Brian Burns, who GM Scott Fedora says reported and passed his physical after having ankle surgery this offseason. Also, same thing with the de- defensive backs, more on them in just a second. So while Carolina did get to business in some capacity to today, it was more about meeting new teammates, adjusting to dorm life and saying, hello, spotting.
0: Haven't done it since college, but I understand the thought process behind it. You know, it's obviously good to get away and just immerse yourself in football. I think it's good for everybody, especially new team, new system. Get away from distractions. Get here. Uh, just fully dive into football. So I think it'll be good for our team.
3: Yeah, this is good. Like I said, this it brings me back to college days, and um, I'm excited. Uh, it's nothing but football here, so um, that's all I'm focused on.
0: Being able to be around the guys 24/7, um, you know, especially like this in this setting, we'll be here every day, all day. So uh, it's one of those things where you know you get to not only go home in the evening time, but just kind of sit around and hang out with each other at the end of the night.
1: You know, today's one of those essential days in order to get training camp going. Like, you can't have camp unless you're here and you arrive. But nothing really big happens. But you kind of get a, a feel for a team with what they say, how they show up, and what they bring. And kind of a personality from some of these guys.
2: Yeah, definitely. And they certainly have to get settled into these <laughs> dorm rooms, right? And our own Michael Set from Charlotte Sports Live, of course, has more in-depth analysis on these dorm rooms that all these players get settled into mm-hmm. over the week.
0: Hayden Hurst may be new to the Panthers, but as a former student athlete at South Carolina, he is not new to the moving experience. It's a really nice dorm. You know, they have it set up for us. You know, obviously, you have to bring your own stuff. And brought it they did, just like they were all back in college. Some let their clothes do the talking. This went with the blue today, obviously. You know, new team, got to go with the Carolina blue, man. Had to bust it out. While others opted for something a little bigger. It's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly, one way to describe it. Fun would be another, but there was also something else happening Tuesday morning in Spartanburg, and indeed, the players were all aware of it. I understand the thought process behind it. You know, it's obviously good to get away. It's why, after 28 years, the Panthers haven't stopped coming to Wofford. They're here to work, but just as importantly, they're here to bond. We all live different lives and have all these different things going on 24-7. So, I mean, when you come here, like, it's a chance to truly, like, shut down everything else and, like, just worry about ball. And so while they each made their entrance as an individual, the hope is that when camp is over, they'll leave Spartanburg as a team.
1: Uh, That car. Yeah. I
2: mean,
1: (laughs) if you got millions or hundreds and hundreds of thousands, why not? What was your big takeaway from today? Anything in particular?
2: Um, I, I really thought that J.C. Horn, I know we're going to hear more from him uh, throughout the week, but I thought just some of the stuff that he said really sounding like a veteran and, and kind of giving us some, some insight to the cornerback's position in that secondary.
1: Yeah, I think it's just interesting how much some of these guys have to prove. We're going right. to get into Brian Burns as well. He also has a lot to prove because he wants a new deal. d he has a lot to prove because he has to stay healthy. Same with J.C. Horn. And then there's Bryce Young. Young kid, a lot to prove because the entire future of this franchise rests on his shoulders. Yeah,
2: that's right. And, of course, we've already told you that we heard from Bryce Young earlier today. But he was actually here over the weekend, got here on Saturday. But he did show up with the rest of his teammates today. And this is his first NFL camp. He actually thanked us for being there with him You're welcome, Bryce. So, yeah, that was a nice change of pace to hear that. But rest assured, Bryce says he is not intimidated by the task ahead young has been at work for the last three days working on installs and that new playbook the number one pick says he's ready for wofford
3: i'm grateful for anyone who has an opinion that that means they they care about the team and they're invested um and you know it it means a lot for for us for all the people that are invested um in us and and as an organization but um you know the only real standards that i go by are the ones that we set as a team and that's to push each other um, and push ourselves every day to get get better every day and um you know, grow as much as we can. Um, so, the stuff that happens outside of that um, isn't stuff that I, I put focus on or I put my energy towards. It's stuff that I can't control. Um, but what I can't control is trying to hold myself to that standard that we set internally in the building, and that's trying to get better every day.
1: And he kind of took a page out of Malik Willis's playbook years ago, who got drafted out of Liberty to the Titans, was that he appreciated people's negative opinions, not because he liked them right. or thought that they were true, but because he appreciated people having an opinion because that means they care. But he also says, I put that over here. I'm over here with my team and my coaches, yes. and this is what matters. I appreciate that these people have their opinions, but it doesn't matter to me. It's not that they're wrong or they're right. It's just it, I can't hear have myself hearing everybody, and I think that's a really mature way to go to an NFL season where you're the number one overall pick. Fans think you should have a gold jacket. Yeah. Fans think you should have drafted C.J. Stroud. Fans think X, Y, or Z you got to silence them, and I think it's a mature way of doing
2: it. Yeah, it's definitely what you want to hear from him. I mean, he certainly could have answered that in many different ways, but he's got to come out here, and he knows he has to prove himself. Not only does he have maybe some more to prove inside the locker room and taking more command on the field, which we've already seen a little bit in preseason, but he's got to got to prove that he can be the leader of this team, and that starts tomorrow on the field when he finally gets out there.
1: And then on the defensive side of the ball, you got Dante Jackson in uh, JC Horn, they got to prove that they can stay healthy all season long because they are a critical piece to this defense. This is how this defense has been built. They have not been built to rush the passer but to defend the wide receivers. So they are will both not be on pop. This is great news. They are 100% full go for practice starting tomorrow. Now, both will likely be ramped up in order to get up to speed and be healthy throughout camp, but Horn says he's cleared after missing the end of OTAs mini minicamp with a foot and ankle injury issue. However, he didn't want to say how bad those injuries were or how they happened, and it doesn't really matter to him. He just wants to, you know, fall.
3: I don't want to talk about, you know, the injury or whatever. What matters is I'm here. I'm 100%. I'm ready to go. I'm just focused. You know, I'm getting, getting ready for the season. Obviously, with a new staff, new system, you know, I was still able to, you know, watch the DBs out there running around and and still, you know, get better, even though I was, you know, sidelined during the time. So I'm I'm definitely ready to pick it back up.
1: So look at your screen. This is what JC Horn has done in the NFL in his two years. So the first year, played three games before he hurt his foot against the Texans. Out for the rest of the season. Last year, 13 games played, three interceptions, 53 tackles, missed just four games and that PFF grade, solid in 2022, but he can be in the 80s or 90s. Like He is a potential lock-down cornerstone piece to this defense if he can stay healthy. That's how talented he is.
2: He also said he was uh, upset at his Madden rating, too. The big Madden <laughs> guy, so we did get that takeaway uh, earlier today. But let's talk a little bit more about some somewhat Panthers news. And the last remaining structure that was supposed to be the Panthers' headquarters in Rock Hill that was demolished today. This was a result of disputes over funding between Panthers owner David Tepper and York County that ended the $800 million pursuit to give the Panthers a new training camp facility. Unfortunately no big booms during the demolition, demolition process today. It all happened underground and of course maybe a little ironic that it was on the same day that the Panthers reported a training camp.
1: Fresh start. Alright Scott Bitter made a ton Of off-season moves, but the Panthers' general manager might not be done making deals yet. Plus, what's up with Brian Burns' contract extension? Hear from him in just a bit, Grace.
3: All right, guys. The American. For the first time today, and let me tell you, it was an experience. I'm Grace Grill, and if you haven't heard the 49ers' head coach's comments today, it will have you rethinking their rank this preseason.
0: The football preview coverage doesn't end in Spartanburg. We're here in Uptown Charlotte where the ACC kickoff is underway. All things you need to know about the conference for the next three days. We've got your day one recap coming up on CSL. All
2: right, thanks, Joe. And if you can't tell, our Charlotte Sports Live team is all over the place giving you the latest coverage on your Carolina teams. And we're not even close to being done yet. More from Panthers training camp at Wofford College when Charlotte Sports Live returns. we just talked about him before the break in the show but there is jc horn and he is connecting with another veteran Shaq thompson as they arrive here in spartanburg a few of the guys grabbing the essentials that they need to survive the next few weeks down here in spartanburg of course they're here and so is charlotte sports live and of course this is really the time Really, across the country, no matter what level of football you play, whether it's the NFL, the college, or high school football, the, the teams are really kind of gearing up for their season.
1: And that includes the Charlotte 49ers. We've had the esteemed pleasure to have met and gotten to know, hear, see, and feel Biff Pogey's aura, his attitude, <laughs> and kind of his personality grace. And today, the whole AAC got to be introduced to old Biff Pogey. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, it was a welcome to the Biff Pogey experience. It was definitely a moment we'll remember and we will be talking about for a while. And maybe now everybody else is talking about the Charlotte 49ers, which is exactly what the program needs and what they want. The 49ers out in Arlington, Texas this week for the American Athletic Conference Media Days. Charlotte makes the jump this season to the AAC from Conference USA. The Niners are one of six new teams to join the American this season, which means they're untested and they come with a lot of unknowns, especially for a team that won just three games last season in CUSA. And three was also the number of questions that Pogey got today during his media availability and he had some thoughts on that
0: that's it three questions maybe that's because you have us ranked last that's all what you think of us (laughs) so that that we, we get that message thank you
3: How can you not love this guy? I'm so excited. All right, so the Niners are in a new conference and they got a new coaching staff. Here's some of the new guys he has on staff with him. You just heard from from the head guy, Biff. But how about Kyle Devan? He's going to be Biff's right-hand man as associate head coach and a good guy to be working with the O-line. He protected uh, Peyton Manning during their time with the Colts, Super Bowl O-linemen. And uh, Mike Miller will be the offensive coordinator for the Niners this season. And he's got some ties to the area. He actually used to coach here at Charlotte Christian, but a solid staff that Poji has put together. And um, we're excited to kick off the season. They kick off the season September 2nd against South Carolina State. But the American Conference is just one of many college football conferences putting their coaches and players on the mic this week, guys.
1: Yeah, the not the AAC, but the ACC also doing yeah. the same <laughs> in Uptown today. This event is so big that every coach gets several dozen questions it feels like and it's over the course of two
2: days too that's right and we were fortunate enough to send our good buddy joe morano there to really wrap up and tell us what to expect from day one
0: Charlotte gets its turn on the football talking season tour as the ACC kickoff is underway this week in Uptown. For the next few days, the best in the conference will be here, starting the season exactly where it ends, in December, playing for the ACC title and a shot at the college football playoff or at least the Orange Bowl. First up on the podium, though, was the face of the league, Commissioner Jim Phillips, who addressed everything about the conference's strengths, his thoughts on NIL, and much more today. College football's preseason is officially underway as teams in the ACC have arrived in the Queen City. With some familiar faces and other new ones arriving, a new year comes with some of the same challenges, like the ever-changing landscape of NIL rules that are different depending on the state.
3: And so, having something, some kind of federal legislation that allows some opportunity for there be consistency across competition and. I say this, when you have inter and intra-state competition, you want fairness in everybody playing with the same types of rules. And so that's why Washington, D.C. and Congress has been really important, and we've made some strides.
0: However, the athletes maintain that their focus is to just produce wins on the field. Syracuse quarterback and former Charlotte Christian standout Garrett Schrader would love to play for a conference title in his hometown stadium, but there is plenty to figure out before then. It would it would be a dream come true, absolutely. But the biggest thing is take it one week at a time and uh, not get ahead of ourselves. And um, Colgate the biggest thing we have circled because it's the next one. Tuesday is just the start. Tomorrow, Duke and Florida State are among the schools that get a chance to forecast the season ahead in uptown charlotte i'm joe morano for charlotte sports live
2: thanks joe well players weren't the only ones to take the podium here in spartanburg that man right there scott fitterer what you need to know from the gm is next on charlotte sports live
1: it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood to take a dip in that fountain would be (laughs) awesome but why not show some love to the charlotte hornets they've had a Interesting offseason as well, but all the Panther players here and accounted for, including their general manager, Carla.
2: That's right, and nobody has been maybe more busy this offseason than him, right? You think about he was in the process of a new coaching hire. He went to the draft and got the quarterback in the number one uh, overall pick there and then of course he had to find all the weapons to surround bryce young with and so yes he's been very busy
1: and then on the other side of the ball he's got to sign his biggest weapon in brian burns now he's got one year left on his deal so it's not imperative for him to sign a deal now in order to play this season but he still wants to get that done negotiations are still going on and still might sign another d end
0: yeah th- those will be ongoing conversations you know there's no timeline to it uh, They've been, you know, good conversations. Uh, he's represented by a great agent. And, um, you know, it's not like we have to say, hey, listen, it has to be done by this time or that time. We'll just keep talking. And when the time's right and, you know, that we make a deal where it's right for him and right for us, uh, that'd be great. He's a big part of the organization. We'd be excited to have him. We always need to add more. You can never have enough pass rush. So if there's a pass rusher out there that upgrades our, our roster, you know, we're going to pursue that. And, you know, that's just our style. We're aggressive and we're always looking at.
1: How about this list? This is the shopping list that Scott Fitter went out and bought this offseason. Big names on the offensive side of the ball with Adam Thielen coming over from the Vikings, running back Miles Sanders signing with Carolina after getting to the Super Bowl with the Eagles, and on the defensive side of the ball, Von Bill. Shurs up that secondary at the safety position coming in from Cincy, and Shai Tuttle joins uh, this from the Saints, those division rivals, and obviously some other signings on that list as well. But if you look at that list, who's the one sign that you think is going to be the best by the end of the season?
2: I kind of like the Von Bell signing. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to really add uh, to to the defensive side of things, and and I think can really make a statement. But honestly, so many on that list, you think you you could really make an argument for any of those guys.
1: Yeah, if it's not Miles Sanders, the season could be terrible. Right, like he has to be good. You can't make that deal for him and him not be a massive point of your offense. But Hayden Hurst is an interesting boomer bust because yeah we haven't had a tight end with playmaking ability since Greg Olson and behind him, it's guys that have proven they haven't had the ability to do it. I think Von Bell could shore up that secondary, but if he's not, you can kind of, you, you've had success without him, but I think he could make that defense so good to your point. But Miles Sanders must be good in order for this thing to all work on the offensive side.
2: Kudos uh, to Scott. Oh, yeah, kudos, Scott. Oh, Scott, you're (laughs) so talented. But listen, let's talk a little bit about Jim Harbaugh, right? I mean, that was a man that was partially in in the conversation, at least surrounding the Panthers' head coaching job. But now he's being sidelined in college football. Harbaugh must serve a four-game suspension after recruiting violations. So no crown for him. How do Head you commit comu-
1: com- recruiting <laughs> violations today? It's impossible. Well,
2: he did, apparently. But he doesn't get crowned. We'll reveal those next. Naughty, Jim. <laughs> but we're still trying to get over Herb Miller's ride. Look at this thing. Pretty loud on the inside and the outside. Hayden just Hurst. Just drove by everyone. <laughs> yeah, this ride. That's Hayden Hurst's ride, the golf cart. That's, that's right. pretty good, at least at training camp. And the players are all moved in here at Wofford College college, and the real work that begins tomorrow morning at 1015.
1: All right, it's now time for our QC crowns, our nightly MVP award, and Carla, you are going to give yours to who?
2: Bryce Young. He starts camp tomorrow, but it is his birthday today. He's 22 years old. I can't believe it. He's growing up on us. So fast.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm going to give my crown to Lionel Messi because of what this dude has done for the MLS. I don't know that a player has had more of an impact in the MLS in such a short period of time time, ever. Maybe David Beckham, but uh, Ibram Sibarhirovich.
2: Ibram, what,
1: say it again? Zlatan Ibrahimovic. There we go, nailed it. Nailed it. Say it.
2: Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
1: (laughs) Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Zlatan. (laughs) Obviously he had, obviously, had a a good impact, but not nearly as mainstream. But what Messi has done for the MLS, seriously, in, in three days, is unbelievable. And the MLS is just sitting there like, thank you, God. But also, here's
2: the money because he's getting paid a lot, a lot of money.
1: I'll take 1% of that. All right, that's going to do it for us tomorrow. First practice for the team. We'll see you again tomorrow night at 11.